Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Balance and Water. This is your girl Balance and I'm here with my partner. Water. We're finally back. Guys, it's been almost a month, if not a month. (sighs) Yeah, it's been probably that long. About a month. We needed it though, I will say that. You know, life been dealing us some cards. So what's what's been going on with you? What's been going on in those four months if you go on vacation? So I want to say... Last time we were actually recording, you were getting ready to go on your vacation to, I don't even remember where. That's how long it was. How was that? Cabo. Cabo was amazing. It Ooh. was everything that I needed it to be. How long did you go? Like, how many days? Five days. Okay. Five days, and it was awesome. It was exactly, yep, it makes me know that (laughs) (laughs) America has very limited time with me. (laughs) So you're saying you're trying to leave me for an island? I'm I'm trying to leave you for for anywhere (laughs) 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 America. Like, it is trash. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, have you ever been to Cabo prior to this vacation? No, I've never been to Cabo. No. Okay. Um, but it definitely is one of those places that I will be returning to. Okay. Um, it was in just your, really good. It was really nice, huh? In your opinion, what makes Cabo so special compared to like I'm pretty sure you've been to Jamaica and like other islands and stuff like that. So, what made this one kind of like different, in your opinion? I think because I'm, you know, Caribbean, when I go to Caribbean islands, it's not like, it's not that I don't appreciate it, I, mm-hmm. but it's like kind of like when you've been to one Caribbean island, you've been to them all, you know? Right. And that's what I hear. <clears throat> I'm, but every, sorry, every island has their own thing, their own type of beauty and, okay. you know, the nature and the, you know, mm-hmm. the beaches and stuff like that. So you'll get a different experience at every island you go to. I don't want to okay. like, just say all of us are the same because <laughs> all of us not. are. <laughs> we're not, but we are in a sense. We're uh-huh. not, but we are. Okay. Um, But I don't know. Cabo was just, it definitely let me know that I am supposed to be rich. I realized that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's, that, <laughs> that was the, that was the first thing that stood out is that you were supposed as to soon, listen. As soon as our driver said, "Oh, you guys are staying in what we consider the Beverly Hills of <laughs> of Cabo," <laughs> I've arrived. I've arrived. The I rich, knew it. I knew it. This had arrived. The rich business had arrived <laughs> immediately. I was like. <laughs> This is supposed to be my life. Every single day. <laughs> Every single day. <laughs> so, 
you know, I got back to America. I had to drive myself around. I was like, where's Eddie? Why is Eddie not coming and picking me up and taking me? Did you come outside your house and like have your bags and purses looking around I, like he's late? I didn't hear the car outside. Usually he comes. <laughs> It's so bad, but yeah. And then, like, we had a chef. Like, I have to cook my own food. <laughs> what is this peasant life I'm living here in America? This is this is nasty. I hate it. Snap back to reality. So, did you guys like do anything like any um like activities like any adventures? Um, guys, kind of. We did a tequila tour or tequila Ooh. tasting. And, you know, I'm allergic, so that was a whole. You allergic but... tequila? Mm-hmm. In America, see why I say it's trash. Wait, 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 wait. What do you mean you're allergic to it in America? Like tequila, tequila, isn't it? No, that's what you learn when you go to the tequila. <laughs> the tequila you learn. That you've been having trash all this time, <laughs> and they're trying to kill me out here. Okay. So yeah, I learned like uh, years ago, maybe over like ten years, that when I have tequila, that I like literally go numb mm-hmm. from like mouth down. Like That's I crazy. don't feel anything, and um, I don't technically know my tongue swells because I can't feel anything. <laughs> but I feel myself drooling on myself. That's not a good look. In anybody's club, so <laughs> I realized I can't have tequila. So you know, although the girls love me, they definitely didn't give a damn that I don't drink uh, <laughs> tequila. Everybody was like, "Okay, come along. We have Benadryl. We have brought everything. We had everything just in case." And um, I was telling the the instructor that you know I'm allergic. And he didn't give a damn either. <laughs> you paid for it. So I'll give you half of this shot. Let's see how that goes. <laughs> I had 10, 11 shots of tequila in this tasting and had no problem. Walked out of the motherfucker like I was, like I just woke up. Nothing. Nobody was tipsy. Nobody was nothing. How? <laughs> Exactly. Well, first of all, he shows you how to properly take a shot of tequila, which I would have to show you in person. Like, there's a way to take the tequila without um, pretty much like digesting the alcohol content uh-huh. of it that makes you drunk. Like, eventually you will be drunk, but it takes a longer right. time for it to happen. So you don't just take it back. You don't just take a shot. Yeah, you're not supposed to just throw it back. Because that's what we do in America. We don't savor anything. We don't savor anything. We just throw it back and throw it back, and that's it. That's what what everybody has taught me that I've known that is a drink. Because I'm not a big drinker, so I didn't even think that would be a technique to taking a shot. I thought it was a whole technique to taking a shot of tequila. And um, yeah, I had we had eleven, and you were perfectly fine. And we walked around Mexico when we were done perfectly fine. No headache. <laughs> no nothing. No nothing. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? They're feeding, us, they're feeding us to the wolves. Like, this is just, this cannot be life. <laughs> she is supposed to be a rich bitch. And she is so upset that she's not living that I in America. Am. I am. 
So we did that. Then we did, um, what else did we do? We went on a boat. We did like a little a day boat. sale. Yeah, we okay. did one of those. Um, and then we had a spa day. They came to the Airbnb that we were at. Ooh, so y'all were really rich. We mas- <laughs> and we um, had massages and stuff like that. But yeah, it was it was a good time. That sounds good. How many of it was? Until it? I got, look until I got back to America. Um, it was seven of us. Oh, that's a good crowd. It was supposed to be eight, but the eighth one, she caught COVID the week of. Dang. Was she like down bad or was she just like, yeah. it says cause, okay. Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> she was down bad. <laughs> we were saying the same thing. I was like, well, technically, you can come because they don't require any testing to go into Mexico. Right. It was just, it would be just getting back into America would have been her problem. <laughs> But it was like five days out. I was like, I think you'll be all right. Right. But you know, physically, she, yeah, she was sick. Well, is she is she okay now? Yes, yes, she's she's good now. Okay, because it's a month since then, you know. Yeah, she's <laughs> good. To make sure she's fine. She's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Why we you guys feel so are- bad for her though? You know, it's like, dang, we don't we've been planning this trip since the beginning of the year, and then. Did you guys at least check on her? Did we do what? Did you guys check on her while you guys were taking those shots and Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We were texting and stuff, and then she would like our stories, or well, at least my stories and stuff on Instagram. And she was good. She was good. We were <laughs> we were checking in on her. Well, I'm glad you got the so we like, I told my sister, I was like, take her out of the group chat because I, I think <laughs> Maybe feeling the way, but then I was like, "Nah, leave her in the group chat. Leave her." In. Go take the tequila shots in a little bit. Be ready, and she's in there dying. Like, I still feel like she's a part of us. So she's on the trip with us. I would have definitely said, "Take me out of the group chat. Take me out." No, no. we kept her. She's still in it now. Even when we're talking about what we did, all the fun you guys had, and she's talking about the medication and the sleep she had. I guess she just likes the comments in the text. <laughs> I was like, I don't give a fuck if I have COVID or not. I'm going. If I get stuck in Mexico, oh, oh well. No. I, don't I mean, you're rich anyway over there. So, right. in my head, I was. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you enjoyed yourself. You know, I got to take a vacation soon. Um, yeah. Yeah, I've been. I've been busy, like super, super busy outside of me getting sick. Um, I want to say that week you left, I want to say like a Thursday or a Friday, something to that extent. Uh, I I ended up going to Alabama for, of course, I coached for a basketball tournament. And I want to say that that Thursday night when I got in, I just wasn't feeling well. I thought it was just a regular cold or whatever. And I want to say the next morning I woke up, I lost my voice. I was coughing. I don't know what the fuck it was. Um, I just... and then It wasn't it COVID? It probably was, but I didn't take a test. What do you... Because, <laughs> I mean... What do you mean? Why? Why did you take a test? I didn't feel like it was necessary. <laughs> you know what it is? I'm realizing... I'm realizing with... I don't know if this is just black people, but I'm realizing is that y'all don't want to hear that you have COVID. That could have been it too. That is all it comes down to. 
Because it was like it was stay at home. You don't care if they tell you you have the flu, but you do not want to hear that you got COVID. No, because it's traumatizing. I've dealt with it before last year. So, when they that, come, so there's PTSD attached to it, is what you're saying? Pretty much. Because last year when I had it, I legit cried when I lost my. I, I knew I had COVID. I didn't know I had COVID, but I knew when I lost my taste and smell last year. I started right. crying and preparing for a funeral. Did you take a test last time? I had no choice when I lost my shit because, oh. like, I had no signs. And it was like everything was fine that morning. And I had my yogurt and stuff like I normally do. And then I want to say last year it was lunchtime. And I was just working and eating. I'm like, I just stopped. I was like, damn, I don't taste it. I was like, that's weird where I ordered from. Didn't season their food. Really weird. Um, <laughs> so I'm eating. I'm like, damn, I don't taste nothing. So I put a little sauce on it. I didn't taste that. So I'm like, <laughs> pause. Huh. I taste the sauce. So I was like, I got some pineapples in the refrigerator. Let me just. Try that. I can feel the slight acidity, but I didn't taste it. Mm. So now I'm getting nervous. So that's what happened last year. So same thing you did this time. But the but only you- thing different is that I didn't. I had my smell and my taste. So I'm thinking it's just a regular cold. You know, maybe because I'm you don't going have to lose that. Well, it need to be consistent because. <laughs> I didn't think that I had it. I felt like it was a cold. I lost my voice. I couldn't talk for a week. Like, legit, like, I could not talk. Like, usually when you have a hoarse voice, you're able to get out some words. I couldn't get out shit. Everything was either via email, via text. I cannot talk to It just It hurt to talk? It hurt to talk. I couldn't talk. Mm-hmm. And I had a bad cough. It wasn't even like a cough. At first, oh, it started yeah, yeah, off... Yeah. It's possible. I don't have. I can't confirm nor deny it. I didn't take a test. Um, and then I had like a cough, but it was at first it was like a cold cough where you can kind of feel it in your chest, and then it became mm-hmm. a dry cough. I took all the the flu, Theraflu, um, Nyquil, Dayquil. You could have had pneumonia too. I'm great now, by the grace of it's God. <laughs> So it all comes back to the fact that COVID, pretty much. And I was, okay. I was just very tired and fatigued. Um, but I was conducting it as if it was just a bad cold, you know, because I don't really get sick. And I well, why say, would you say the ba- a bad cold and not say the flu? Because a cold sounds less severe. It's like cold, uh, flu, COVID. People. So cold we're gonna keep it right there <laughs> it's just gonna be the severe cold yeah it's just like right that's a little severe. before you get to the flu yeah it's just a little severe i didn't have a i had a little fever maybe for a couple of days but that went away so i was like i'm getting better now a couple days you had a fever yeah oh, just a couple of days um and i was good after like a week you right? weren't good after a week your symptoms just wasn't as bad you I still have some of them. <laughs> so the, the cold went away in my eyes. I, I, I felt amazing. <laughs> oh my gosh. And it's so crazy because I'm one of those people that I still wear my mask when I go out in public. I've, and I've just mm-hmm. been doing that because I do coach and I'm around a lot of young ladies. And we actually have one um, that has a younger daughter. So okay. I'm very mindful. So 
I'm one of the very few that still, when I go grocery shopping, I wear my mask. When I go to the mall, I wear my mask. Even when I go get my last, I still wear my mask um, to mm-hmm. kind of watch out for them. Um, and I, I just, you know, I'm good now. So that's in the past. I had a bad cold. I'm just going to leave it. Oh, yep. So I'm just, I, I mean, I needed that after that. I needed that time to recover, like even to get back into running and working out like I normally do. I yeah, because you couldn't, you couldn't breathe the same way, right? Is that a sign of COVID? <sighs> yeah. <laughs> You're, you're breathing. You didn't have the same stamina. Your breathing was a little bit labored, right? Yeah, I just thought because I had, I couldn't do anything for like that week because I wasn't feeling no, well. because your lungs had COVID in it, girl. That's why. <laughs> I'm sorry to yell. I apologize. You're trying to get me to understand that I had COVID even though I'm still stuck at the cold level. It's fine. It's you know. the, they both start with a C. Yeah, cold. We're going to leave it at that. And so, you know, I want to say like two or three weeks after that, I was finally back to like normal. Two or three weeks after. Yeah, because, you know, you because I had it for that week. Then that second week was about recovering, you know, getting my breathing and stuff together. And that third week, it was mm-hmm. like, now everything is, is good. Yeah, it sounds about right about this time frame that people recover from COVID. Exactly. Because <laughs> from a cold, you don't take three weeks to recover from a cold. It was severe. Even even the flu is ten days. I mean, when you look at it, it's <laughs> even the flu. <laughs> yeah, but you can die from is ten days. Because when you look at it, it may have been ten days. Because that third week, I just kind of, you know, just, I eased back into just, it. So, yeah, it was, just just stop. Yeah, just I, just say that we do not want to admit. And we do not, everybody has PTSD from the word COVID. Yeah, I had a severe cold. And and it scares (laughs) them. And so instead of getting tested, you didn't get the um, at-home test that they they give out for free? Yeah, I got two up there. (laughs) I didn't think I needed to use it because it it was a cold. So, I mean, I saved it from when I have COVID. Like more severe things. When you're not, when you're never gonna test yourself. Oh, okay. <laughs> but just go ahead and drop them two tests over there by me, because I will take them. You hear me? <laughs> I will stick that thing in my nose so fast. Yeah, I have my it, test. It's the worst. I'm gonna tell you right now. When you take the at-home test, is worse than taking a pregnancy test. Okay. Really? It is horrible. The because you gotta sit and wait 15 minutes. The pregnancy test that is traumatizing. Yes, but this pregnancy test come fast. Either By the way, time you stick and it comes across for the pregnancy test. The pregnancy test is just once you buy it, it becomes so real of the possibilities. Carrying that bag to the car is traumatizing. Yeah. Driving yeah. back home is traumatizing. Yeah. Taking it out <laughs> the box and just looking at it is traumatizing. And then I got, now I gotta go pee. Now, now you don't never need to pee at all. I stopped drinking water. I'm obviously not parts now anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I, hide, I try to hide the test because maybe if I hide it, it's not real. Then I don't think, mm-hmm, yeah. 
Well, that COVID is just as bad. You got to do all the, the, it's the pieces and the stirring and you got to drop it and you got to wait 15 minutes. And I'm like, oh my God. Are they still doing the, um, the rapid tests? So the at-homes are considered your rapid tests. I want to go into somebody because that's what I did before when I had, when I lost my taste and smell. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to like a Walgreens at the book an appointment or whatever, but it just eased my mind to have somebody else do it. Do it. <laughs> I felt like maybe if it, if I mess it up, then I could be scaring my own self. So There's like, no way to mess it up. It's your own nose and your own mucus. There's no way to mess it up. <laughs> How do you mess it up? The only way you mess it up is when you put it in your ear, you put it in your mouth. I don't understand the direction it comes with. There's no way to mess this up, okay? It's very simple. And by now, everybody has had a COVID test at least one time. You know what the little swab is. You know where it goes. Now, you may not go all the way up in your brain like the people do, but you're going to get enough up in there. See, when I took the rapid test, when I went in, um, I didn't even do the nose one. Which one did they do? They did the swab in your mouth? Yes, that's the one that they did. I've never been, I've never been fortunate enough to go somewhere oh, that they swab my mouth. I thought that was normal unless you went to like one of those ones with the long, like at the convention center. So I thought that was normal. It was real. Crazy. Everywhere I've gone, it's been See, I've never had that. So, I, you know, I've been grateful. Um, so I yeah, think let's not start it now. <laughs> like they don't go as far up now, but you had people like. <laughs> yeah. So after I come back from Mexico, I had to. Go, I was admitted to the hospital, and that lady did not give a damn about how I was. She t- <laughs> all I did was I literally sat down. By the time I sat down, she was like, "I was like, God, da- wait!" <laughs> I was like, "What test is?" She didn't give you no warning. She didn't say. No, no she wanted. She wanted to make sure I had. I didn't have COVID first. <laughs> it was as soon as I sat down. She had that thing all the way. I was like, wait, wait, <laughs> what is this? And she was like, just relax. What are you doing? Oh, it's a COVID test. Okay, thank just you. Just relax. Let me just know. Relax and you just going up in my nose with like a Fast. Just relax. Uh, no. Oh my. <sighs> yeah, so so it's like I said that we both almost died um, around the same time. We did time. almost die. I I was safe to say that <coughs> I took right precautions instead of you. Um, I actually was aware that I was on the verge of death. <laughs> um, you kind of just played with it, <laughs> um, and I did. I let the doctors. Handle, um, <laughs> handle my situation. Granted, it was two completely different situations, but um, yeah, you got help. At least, I mean, the stubbornness of you. I, I, I had that for the first two days. I did. I tried to ignore whatever mm-hmm. was going on with me, and um, by the third day, when I when everything was blurry. Oh, and I could not, and I'm, and I'm, <laughs> and I drove to work thinking, why is the sun so bright? What is going on? Why is everything so bright? <laughs> and I get to work, 
and I'm doing somebody's locks and I'm just at this point just feeling my way through, not really seeing because I can't see the oh, sky. So you... Wow. I was like, oh, okay. So did you... Maybe I do need to go see somebody. Maybe something is <laughs> Maybe something is happening. Maybe something's happening. So did you get through with her locks or... Um, I did not get through with his locks. Okay. I I got through to about like the top. Like I got to about right here. And then um I had my other stylist go in and finish. And um I drove myself to the hospital. So you, you still weren't able to see, but you gotta still what I forgot, you got a smart car that can drive itself. So did you just tell it, hey, I need to go here? I, I did not I did not tell it which I probably should have. That would have been that probably that's the, you got a fucking Tesla. It's but then, itself. Autopilot would have been the smart thing to do. But definitely, I mean, even if I had started driving um erratically or mm-hmm. if I was like uh going into lanes and not seeing mm-hmm. people, you know, the car will move out of the way of things and it will stop if it thinks I'm going to hit something. So, I mean, in that sense, I was safe. Oh, yeah, because my car don't do that. <laughs> no. <laughs> it lets you keep going. It does not do that. Yeah, if, it, if I hit somebody, I just hit someone. And you just hit somebody, right. No. Mine definitely will pull itself to the left or the right. Even if it sees something coming towards it, Right. It's not my fault. It will move itself out of the way so that it doesn't get hit. Um, and definitely in front of it, it will it will stop. It will stop the car. Well, that's it. So I, I want to say the car, the rental that I had when I went to Alabama, it did that. Like it has that. I guess that anti-swerve shit. Where like if you try to like get over or someone's mm-hmm. I think the- a lot of the new cars are doing that now. I don't like. Um, it. Because I, I, I'm i a Florida driver. I don't put on my blinker. I just get the fuck over. And when I was just trying to get the fuck over, it was pulling me back over here because I guess it was saying I'm making it an infraction. And I was like, no, I know what the fuck I'm doing. So I'm literally fighting a car. No, it's telling you you don't know what you're doing. Right. Man. And so I strong arm it into where I wanted to go. <laughs> okay. You don't you know me. The steering wheel of a car. The whole way there. All seven hours, I am <laughs> like. I'm sure that's an option. That I'm not a fucking I'm not a fucking I'm not a fucking I don't know. But but no, my steering wheel doesn't get tight. Like the car just starts moving. It does not like it. It, it gets like it would get tight and it would go back. So it's like almost if you're a drunk driver or whatever the case may be, and so it's trying to keep you in the lane, so it tightens it and moves, keeps it over there. And I'm like, no. So it was like having power. It's not so get it just just moves, and it starts telling you moving. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting out the way. Like it says something, and then it gives it. me a score too. So I'd be very like a score. Mm-hmm. So it scores how you drive, and if you're having a lot of that you have to, because I also don't use my brakes in my Tesla. I barely have to use my brakes because the car just, it'll stop for me. Uh-huh. So if it's a lot of times I have to use the brake or um, that I'm swerving and stuff, it, it, it calculates that. And it starts to like 
take my privileges away from me. The fuck you mean? I bought the car. What do you mean it's taking your privileges? So they kind of like say, okay, well, you can't use autopilot for, you know, a certain amount of time because you've, you haven't been a very good driver. And so we need you to keep your eye on the fucking road and we need you to focus. <laughs> okay? That's its way of saying, uh-uh, bitch, you done got too comfortable. Right. Okay? Now, <laughs> so can you take it off game mode? <laughs> um, I mean you can but I keep my car in like I keep my car in autopilot right. so. but I use I do drive my vehicle I don't people are like why would you buy a Tesla if, if you're going to drive it I'm like I didn't buy the Tesla because of that right car to drive itself I bought that bitch so I have to pay gas right <laughs> <laughs> but um, I still want to be able to drive my vehicle like right. I don't want to it that control me like that. I don't like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm too paranoid, I guess, and I like control too much. To I don't yeah. think I would ever be able to do like autopilot with like without like just relaxing. I can't. But do you that. can also you can choose like how intense your autopilot, how much your autopilot does. Yeah, see, so you can be like moderate, uh-huh. light, and that depends on how much the how much control you have of the car. Yeah, I need all control. You know that's why I hate flying because I have no control. I have I mean, no fucking control. You do I have, have to just relax. You get to choose power. your. You get to choose your seat. You get to choose. Oh, what the seat tree. that I can die in. Do you want to sit by the you window and die? You want to sit in the middle and die? You want to sit by the aisle and die? Okay. Or you can sit by the um the, the exit door and, and be the first bitch out. I don't even listen to the fucking rules. If I gotta jump, I don't have to fucking. So that's your problem. Either way, problem. either way, I'm probably gonna die if we in the sky. And I don't <laughs> like the fact that I can't have control over my destiny. It's up to the pilot. That's crazy because you don't even drive safe. So how are you so how are you concerned about the pilot? And you don't even. I'm a phenomenal driver. You just said you don't even use your indicator. The car don't. You the car. The car don't know me. Okay. I'm a phenomenal driver. I have an A plus record. I have safe driver on my license. It just want me to do it. They it put that me. on everybody's. Not everybody's. They put that on everybody's in Florida. <laughs> Everybody if, has safe driver. If you don't have, you have, you have that doesn't mean that you're a good driver. That doesn't mean people may just get the fuck out your way. And that'll work out fine. You see a real bitch driving, get the fuck out the way. Oh gosh, or a crazy bitch. Either way, however you look at it. Safe driver. <laughs> insurance went down. <laughs> I think I'm winning. <laughs> your insurance went down because of your age, not because of your driving. <laughs> I got all these discounts because I'm a phenomenal driver. I ain't had no tickets over since over thirty like, now. Like, and that's why. I had no tickets since like twenty ten. <laughs> that's twelve years ago. I was young and dumb. I ain't got no more of them. I ain't never had no accidents. They was like, I can trust you. And I'm grateful for it because they can. I'm sending this video as evidence <laughs> that they can. Fuck them people. They got to catch me. Who you got? Geico. <laughs> Geico. I definitely know your ass ain't no good driver. Everybody who drive reckless got Geico. Now look. Now look. Because they ain't taking your ass. No. Check this out. <laughs> 
Guy go, they sent me this thing for, to get another discount on my insurance. It's called like um I forgot what the fuck the the plan is, but it was like where you have to turn it on every time you get in your car to drive. You turn it's like safe something, and it it's, tracks it's everywhere. Safe because there's a little beeper thingy. Yeah, so it tracks everywhere you go, what you do, your brakes and shit like that. I was like, oh, can I get another discount? I ain't tripping off of it. But no, but they they checking every time I hit the brakes every time. Oh, and oh, uh-uh. Uh-uh. and then the fact I wasn't even tripping on that. Tell the truth. Tell the people the truth. The shit talking about I had like a score of like a seventy eight, and I it's stuff I need to work on. I was like stuff I need to work on. Bitch, I'm a safe driver. There's nothing I need to work on. Okay, so first of all, that was a lie, and then two, the main reason I got rid of it was because it kept draining my phone battery. So I don't know if it's like the tracker. <laughs> It was like my phone, like it was legit. Because it connected to it? I think so because it it tracks it. And you know, if you leave a tracker on for a long period of time, it starts to drain the battery. And so I'm assuming like they need to do some like updates to it to where it's like not using a lot of power. You're never going to get it again anyway. I turned my my lights down on my phone, everything, and it still was like hot and my battery would go down. Even if I had on the charger, it would never, like, it would take more than what it would give, even if it was on the charger. And mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, that's not going to work for me. And then I didn't like the fact that it was lying on the score. So it was two whammies, and I was like, I'm going to... It was lying? It had to be. How am I a bad driver? Not, it's stuff I need to work on. I ain't never been in no accidents. Okay. Riddle me that. Ooh. Right. <laughs> so, got rid of that. <laughs> I'm not fighting with you with this. I, mean, I already know. I already know what kind of driver you are. Clearly, I'm, I'm phenomenal. Um, mm-hmm. So we did that. Got rid of that. So I, I'm doing good now. Um, I'm actually thinking about not coaching next year again. Um, <laughs> that quickly? Yeah, I've done it for the past once. So I used to coach college basketball once I finished playing college, and I took time away just because. I don't think that this newer generation values my time and the love of the game that they should. Um, you know, we're in a world of social media and looking good, getting offers, you know, just the look of things. Um, and they lose sight of the hard work that it takes to look that good. They don't see the hard work. They just see the glitz and the fun portions of it. Um and I'm very old school when it comes to the game because we didn't really have social media when it came to that. And so this being my second year, it's just you have a very select few of young ladies that play high school basketball that legit wants to put in that work, that want to go to college um, and try to be the best. Being devil's advocate, do you think that is mm-hmm. – <clears throat> that I, I, I usually – have the same sentiment that you do, like mm-hmm. that <clears throat> people just sit today, they just want the quick fast, mm-hmm. you know, that's what they see on, they just see the results on Insta, uh, on social and, you know, mm-hmm. they don't think about the process and da da da, da. Mm-hmm. But it's like, <clears throat> how long are we going to be able to say that? Because the reality is, what? As long as they continue to be lazy. Is it that they don't understand the process or that they're being lazy, like you said? Or is it that this is just they have found easier ways 
to accomplish things and be successful, but because it wasn't the way that we, of course, know it to be that we want to say that they don't appreciate hard work and all these things. So whatever, it's like whatever our parents were teaching us, we kind of was like, eh. I mean, we did what they said, but there's a lot of things that we didn't do the way that they wanted us to do or the way they had to do things. Mm-hmm. So is it just us not wanting to accept that the newer generation has kind of found loopholes to the things that we didn't know that there were loopholes to? Um, and we are having a hard time accepting that. I think with certain um, things in life, there may be <laughs> loopholes and what may appear to be easier in getting past the hard work. Um, but in my particular case, there isn't any cheat code or loopholes for getting better. Um, unfortunately for a sport, like you have to put in extra time because that's what makes you get better with repetition. So it's almost like with a stylist, like you can go to these color classes or you can watch someone else do it and you look at it and say, Oh, I did well with it. But in order to get better, you have to continue to color hair. You have to continue to fine tune technique. And that's the hard work in it. So you can't just do it and say, Oh, I do great. Um, color, yeah, it may be mediocre. It may get the job done, but to get to that status of growth and being better at it, you have to continuously do it. Um, and with this sport, basketball, like you have to work on it outside. Um, we can only do so much with you, and I don't think a lot of them have that that want to for themselves. And when I coach, I'm spending more money. And I don't get anything in returns because I'm really legit doing this because I enjoy it. But it's like, okay, if I'm spending more money and giving more to you guys and you guys are giving me less, why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. Because I'm giving, I'm giving it to you to make you better, to see you excel the best way possible. And you're giving me the, the least amount and you're not reaping any of the benefits when you play. So it's not like you know, we're cheating and we're not really practicing and we come to practice with the coach and we do everything 100% and we go and win games. Yeah, it's not fucking winning. <laughs> okay. So that's another thing. That's too, the thing right? is like you're not even seeing, you know, but this generation also is very big on like they want to see the good, like they want to yeah. see it now, right? Mm-hmm. So they don't have time in their mind having to go home and do the extras or taking or doing longer practices or even going over the things that they may think is like, okay, we already know how to do this. Why are we doing this? Right. Um, they don't understand that that's not going to always yield a quick result. Right. So all they in, go ahead. in, in your, in your, um, your realm of occupation and stuff, how do you deal with that? Like when you come across I don't deal with people like that. I don't, I just don't. Oh, <laughs> cause I can't, I don't yeah. It's very. <laughs> All right. I'm not dealing with children. I feel like you can't give up on the kids. I can for me, so give I up. For me, I don't. It's not that I don't deal. I kind of just let them do whatever they do because mm-hmm. I just come from a different generation of stylists. Mm-hmm. Like I, it's just like a me being a millennial. Well, I'm considered like the beginning. The beginning. Mm-hmm. The, first of the millennials, uh-huh. we had the luxury of no social 
and in social. Mm-hmm. And so we knew the first half of my life, I know I understood what it meant to work hard, to mm-hmm. go through the process, to struggle and mm-hmm. all that, to reap your benefits. Mm-hmm. And then this the, this latter part of my life, I'm realizing like, oh, I can use these social networks to help elevate my business mm-hmm. and get me more exposure quicker than I used to have to do. Mm-hmm. So I understand how to balance both. Right. But, or even when it comes to um, educating myself or, or learning something, learning a skill set, it's like, yeah, I understand that I still need to go and go to a class, but I also understand what it is to sit with a mannequin head mm-hmm. and work and work and work and practice on it. Mm-hmm. Or on an actual person, if they let me, I understand how to do both. Yes, I know I can go straight to YouTube Mm -hmm. and watch a 10-minute video and think I'm, you know, the greatest just because I watched two 10-minute videos. But I also understand what it takes to actually physically go in and do. But the younger ones, they don't know that. And they don't come from that. So it's very hard trying to get them to, to explain to them, like... Pra- like practice right it's just easier for them like they come out you know when we, when i was going to hair school it's like oh you want to be the best out of everything well now when kids are coming out of school it's like now nah, i just want to do lace wigs right no nah, i just want to do box breaks right or not this break i just they don't even think about anything else they just like i'm just gonna do this thing because it's hot and i learned it and i already know how to do it because i've been watching on youtube and i've been playing on myself and that's all they do you know so their dreams are too small they come out with their dreams being small and they're they're capping themselves because this is what's hot so that's why i've probably been watching a girl right all she does is lace right and she is in a G wagon, mm-hmm. and she has a high rise in Miami. Right, and so that's that's what she do. And I watch what she do, and I bought all her products and all her glue, so I know I can do it. <laughs> and that's what I'm gonna do. Right, and now I'm laced by Lisa, and Lisa the laced and snatched all your edges <laughs> out. But you laced by Lisa and you got 40,000 followers. Because that is definitely the name that they call it. Laced by Lisa. <laughs> Laid by Lasha. <laughs> it's always something. Nothing is authentic anymore. It's going to have your name. It's they not even trying, bro. They not even trying. Beat by Tisha. <laughs> And they all go have a little lipstick at the bottom. They, oh, they the, all have the same uh, cartoon graphic. Because you know when the graphics people is gonna send go up under your post. Yep. And they all have the same graphic. Mm-hmm. They, they the stylist that got the shears. Yep. Or the blow dry. Don't forget the blow dry is the one. Or they're standing like this with the blow dry. <laughs> <laughs> this is like Jesus. But that, but that's the thing. Like, it, it, it's a great thing that I guess social media has them see individuals that I guess quote unquote motivate them to want to do something. But mm-hmm. at the same time, it's like I just wish more of them did videos of them actually 
doing these things and and showing the late nights that they're working on somebody's lace wig while you know they got to right. meet this deadline like they got six of them to do by tomorrow by 10 because they got two picking them up they got a wedding to go to whatever like those are the things that are things that are missing when it comes to they need to let people see the process but the process is not glamorous the process is not sexy mm-hmm. right so i don't want to show that I'm tired. I don't want to show. How about I don't want to show that this week I wasn't booked and busy, mm-hmm. and I didn't have, you know, and I didn't make two thousand dollars this right. week. I how I don't want to show that. I don't want to show that I'm what you know going what they on. Do they gonna take a picture of their purses and stuff? They gonna go to the beach and now they on vacation instead of saying like you know it was a, you know it wasn't a book week, but right. it's still showing a side that looks perfect all the time because like any other business you're going to have those down days until you you know you build yourself you know it it always happens whether it's different seasons maybe the holidays you know everybody's trying to get their money straight whatever so for athletes how does that go because i don't know i mean i guess all they see is like the professional athletes right they see professionals they see the college and they see the fun like they see the ncaa tournament March Madness when they're playing, they go to that's Dr. still Pepper. very selective. Like they're not seeing right hundreds of thousands of people, right? So I would think, I mean, for the beauty industry, because you see so many people, right? Mm-hmm. Your next door neighbor is so and so, right? Mm-hmm. And then the lady down the street is so you already know all these people, right? With athletes, you only see a select few. But they don't, they don't they don't see it as being a select few. And that's one thing that I have an issue with that we're trying to get them to understand that like it's only like fifteen people on the roster at most. Right. And four of them so are you, red shirt. You got it in your mind, no. Four of them no, are I, red shirt. So it's only eleven that can that's play. Actually playing. And then it may only be seven that actually get on the floor. And it's hundreds of thousands of young ladies playing. So how can you be an athlete and not understand that the fight is like it's very simple. You gotta put a lot into this in order to even get. I mean, that's for basketball, football. There's more players, but even then, it's it's still the same. I want to say you get like only like a two percent of college football players go to the league, and even when you if you get signed by college. is their goal to get to the league or is their goal most of the time just to play college? Their goal is to play on TV, which is very slim. When it's, what's in itself. So you can go to college and play on TV, but you're looking at going to a major D1 school. Like we said, there are maybe 15 girls on the roster. Four of them are redshirted. And redshirt means they're not playing at all that year. They can only right. be practice players. So they're on the right. front line and wearing their sweatsuits. And then right. you got 11 that can dress, meaning they could possibly get in the game, but only seven may but play the whole game. Always play, right? And you may have pretty much they're waiting for somebody to get hurt. Right. And then you got two young ladies that are seniors. So the coach can only fill those two spots. So you got millions mm-hmm. of young ladies trying to get there. It's only two spots on this one team. Mm-hmm. And it's only like maybe three conferences that play on TV. The SEC, which is like South Carolina, University of Florida. Mm-hmm. You got ACC, which is like Florida State, Clemson, those teams. 
Mm-hmm. And then you got some of them that are independent, like Notre Dame. You got the Big Ten, which is like Michigan, Penn State, stuff like that. Right. But they have the same amount of people on roster, and they can only fill what they are missing or what's leaving from that year. And they don't mm-hmm. realize, and we've been trying to get them to understand that they have a transfer portal now. Before, it used to be one, but that was only like these young ladies or young men are leaving because they are either homesick or they really don't fit into that college system at that school. Now you got people leaving because they want to play right away. Meaning like, oh, the coach didn't play me this year. I'm going to another school and they can play right away. So mm-hmm. those that are leaving high school, you're fighting against that portal because now it's hundreds of thousands of people in that portal. It's more people in the portal than it is for scholarships to go to the college level. So since you're competing against that, now that, that 10% that you had to get to a D1 or play on TV is now down to about 3%. So your chances are extremely slim of getting to a D1 school and playing on TV because they want to play on TV. That That's their goal. They want to look good. They want to get the gear. They want to say, this is my coach. They, they, they want that glitz and glamour, but they don't, that's what I'm saying. They don't understand the hard work. And that is something you can't cheat in sports. Because even if you were to get to those major schools, now you're competing for playing time against those other 15 people. It may be two young ladies that play your position. So you're fighting for playing time. Nobody wants to be a bench warmer. That's why I don't understand how you can't think that that there is a process to your shit. You know what I'm saying? Like It's just that. But see, the, the illusion in this and why they don't work as hard as because they get these, we're in a society now, as we talked about many episodes ago, that everybody are getting participation trophies. They're making mm. up awards to give to them. So high mm. schools, most times they suck now. So they may just be better than the super sucky kids. And they're going to get like MVP of the season. They're scoring like 20 mm. points a game, but everybody they're playing, it sucks. But in their eyes, it's like they're the top shit. Um, mm. until you get to those major tournaments, like the tournaments we've been going to. I want to say the tournament in Alabama, we lost every fucking game by 30 plus. And these are by young ladies that are going to Yukon, South Carolina, Florida, Michigan, Penn State, USC, UCLA. And these are young ladies that can go in and play right away. Like they're, they're juniors in high school but they can go to college right now and play right now. And this was what they needed to see. Like we've told them this, but getting their ass waxed and not being able to get the ball past half court against these young ladies, you're not going D1. So that was a reality Mm. check within itself. Mm. But it's like the investment that I'm giving, that I'm giving to them. I'm not giving return. And I'm not saying they all have to go D1 because we can get you into a D2 or whatever it may be that you want to mm-hmm. do if you genuinely want to play. But I don't think a lot of them have the passion for the game itself. Because once you have a passion for the game, you're willing to go anywhere to keep playing. Right. And that's yeah. that they want to yeah. quit. This is like me. Like, I don't care if I'm curling here on the corner of the street. Right. Just give me a plug and a chair and I got it. Right. I don't care. You can put me in any situation. I'm not too good for anything. Right. And that's um, and that's the mindset that we're missing with this new generation. So it doesn't matter what fashion, whether it's hair, fashion, music, whatever, we're we're lacking that passion that should be given to whatever mm-hmm. trade you're doing. 
and they're trying to skip the process and they don't genuinely love it. And when you don't love something, whenever there's adversity, you're going to quit. You're going to tuck your tail. Yeah. And so it becomes a temporary thing. And this is not temporary for me. Right. So. So they need a coach who don't really care about it. Yeah, they need a coach that's going to always pat them on the back, tell them they're doing well. They're probably the best in the state. But I don't, I'm one of those coaches that doesn't lie. You suck, you suck. You need to go get better, you need to go get better. And, you know, a lot of them, too, are soft. Just like, just like a lot of stylists. They're sensitive. You come in and like you've been taking these courses, you've been doing this 20 plus years, you've been perfecting mm-hmm. your, you know, your coloring and all that other stuff. And you come and see someone else coloring, like her roots, like the roots on this side, they're not mm-hmm. even touched. They should have. That's why I don't be saying nothing. And now it's like, oh, you think you better than everybody? And it's like, I'm trying to give you. But perspective. I am. Okay. That'll, that'll work too. Listen, I I'm no longer. <laughs> I told y'all at the beginning of the year. I told y'all what did I say? Y'all start throwing these things at me. I'm taking it. Yeah, I am better than you. What you gonna do? What what did me me acknowledging it, accepting it, whether it's true or not? Right. What is that not gonna do? You still in the predicament you are? It's gonna make me hate you, you even more because this bitch really makes me better than me. That's fine, but did, but did you learn that color though? No. Did you pick up that ball and go dribble? I'm, Are you making I'm your deliberately? Up, I'm gonna deliberately not do what you asked me to do, or what you're critiquing me to do, because you think you're better. And and that's what I'm saying. Like they, this generation is too soft for constructive criticism. There's no way that you can give it. You can't be a bitch about it. You can't be nice about it. Be nice about it. <laughs> like any right. kind of critiquing that you give to give make them better, they think that it's like tearing them down. Because, yeah, because they don't they don't understand hard work. And that's why it's like, I wish that they knew the process of hard work. Because once you know the process of hard work, you understand the process of failure. Because you're going to fail when and you do hard work. You respect the people who are telling you certain things that you know have gone through that already. That's the thing. It's like... Because you because when you're going through it, you're failing. And you, you're, you're seeing your failure. And right. when you see your failure, you're like, okay. And she comes over and says, hey... In order for this to work, you got to add this to it to make that color pop. And then when I started seeing it, okay, now this is some instant success for me. So I'm not just right. continuing to fail. And that's right. how you take that constructive criticism. But those that watch those YouTube videos on how to do these moves or do these braids or these lace fronts, they're, always, they're only getting yes. They're only getting pats on the back because everybody mm-hmm. wants it. But they maybe for one can't afford the the one that is really going to do it the right way. They can't afford those prices. So I'm going to go mm-hmm. to Nene down the street that's going to charge me half the price. Yeah, and also you know I'm going to run to a salon suite because I could be in my little four bo- my little box and nobody can see me. They they can't critique me. They can't tell me I'm doing it wrong. And I'm I not in a space with women who could possibly be better than me, and I have to. Ask them how to do stuff, or yeah. So I just go to a suite real quick, so I could nobody can see me. I'll just be in there by myself. And I'm the top bitch because they coming to me to get their hair done. Right. I'm of the course. I'm the best in their eyes. <laughs> of course, you're the only one in the room, boo. It's all you. <laughs> it's all you. It's all you. All this right here. And, and those are one that I, I honestly I feel bad for, and I fear. Because even if they were to get their own salon and say you have someone that is putting in their hard work 
and they're coming in and they say, say you get your own salon and they come in and they're renting a booth from you. And they really put in their hard work and they're doing great things. Like you can, you can notice the difference night and day. Mm-hmm. It's going to still, it's going to look like she's still your customers, but now nah, they see a better product. Right. They see better results. Even right. if it's at a cheaper price, they see the better work. Mm-hmm. And now that girl's going to get fired or released of her, you know, lease or whatever, because mm-hmm. now you're making me look bad and this is my shop. How right. dare you, you know? <laughs> Who are you? Like, I've been doing this shit 20 years and you come here for five minutes <laughs> and still are my customers. Yep. My clientele. Exactly. Yeah. So it's, well, I just, I just was thinking that because I, I know I'm, I'm hearing, and like I said, I feel the same way too. Like, I feel like this generation is not doing, in, in, in life period, right. just wanting to go through the process and I'm like but is it that or is it that we have just entered a new way of life at this point and and they have learned the new new ways of doing things and, and shortcuts of doing things and because we are still living by the no you got to put in the hard work you got to mm. do this you got to do that that we can't see that no, they are they are succeeding. There aren't the ones that are out there succeeding. But I think theirs is just short term wins. And we the what we see are long term and future. Yeah. And and that's why I say but that's I mean, is it is it bad to to just see the short term? The way the world is going today. Mm-hmm. Okay. The way that these kids Let's just, for instance, look at the fact of how so many young um, artists and stuff are dying, right? Uh-huh. Us growing up, we, I mean, at least I know for me, definitely, we didn't see a lot of young people dying. In in your neighborhood, maybe, growing up in the hood, you know, right. that kind of thing. But, like, the people that you idolize, your mm-hmm. celebrity, you didn't see that. Like, so when Pac and Big died, that was like, what the hell is going on? It's right? crazy. That's all, when you say young people die, that's the only person I, those are the only two people I thought of. And I was, I was like five or six when that happened. So those are only younger men that, I, or anybody I could think of dying. Right. But to them now, that whole life is short. Like they truly are living mm-hmm. life is short because mm-hmm. they are seeing it. <laughs> <laughs> they are seeing it. More and more and more. It's definitely more than we did. Right. So maybe the quick success is all they can think of because in their mind, I don't even know how long I'm gonna be here. Well, and you know, it's it's weird because like we see it, like they don't see it how long they're gonna be here. But I feel like they see it as I'm invincible. Because once they make it, they feel in, I'm untouchable. That shit can't never lose I can't it. Can't they, they I got millions now. Yeah. I'm finna buy a whole block four-wheelers. Finna buy all my homies a Corvette. And now you've got a one-hitter quitter, and now you're broke and you're back selling drugs. Or two, you got to pay all that money back because you're in a 360 deal. And you didn't even realize it. And I guess one of the one of the main guys. Now your taxes, 
Or you know, your accountant that ran off with your money. Mm-hmm. Or all these things. You don't got in advance and mm-hmm. now you won't have the money you didn't produce what you had to produce to, to pay that back. And yeah. I, I wanna say the youngest guy that I guess probably affected me with the deaths that's happening with rappers, I would say is Pop Smoke. And I'm going to be honest, I, I'm not a Pop Smoke fan. Um, I can't say that I am. I didn't really listen to his music, and I still don't really listen to his music. But just seeing a 21-year-old get killed, that, that's was insane like, to me. As, it was like as soon as he hit. As soon. Like, as soon as he hit everybody. Because of course, in New York, he was already high. Right. He was already had done already a few features and stuff. So you mm-hmm. kind of heard the voice, but didn't really know who he was. Right. But it was like as soon as he made a name for himself, two hit songs. Bye. Your album didn't even come out. Yep. Like what? And I think, what, what are y'all doing? And I think a lot of it has to do with the nature of the music that they're making. Um, because let's be honest, like growing up, you know, you had the the Hoochie Mama songs, you know, two live crew from down south. You had the the battle rap stuff, you know, New York. You had the West Coast with the gang banging, but with all of those things, it was rare that they were talking about killing someone else. Most of it was about leaving their environment, trying to make something of themselves. They did talk about They did, but it wasn't like it's not like what it is now, in my opinion. Because it was definitely whatever they endured growing up. Right. Like the like the boys now, they be lying. These they lying. Future is lying. lying. Future's lying. He's not popping 20 beans. He's not Drinking that, and then they're, and then they're mad when they're getting arrested and their lyrics are being used. Well, baby, you can't you can't talk about it. And, then... <laughs> and and that's what I'm saying. Like, where it used to be a day where it used to be days where you didn't speak about anything you did. Mm-hmm. You didn't talk about anything you did illegal. It was like right. um, almost like the no face no case situation. You know about it. But you're not gonna mm-hmm. rap about it. You don't talk about it over mm-hmm. the phone. It is mm-hmm. it's done. But before it's, you figured a, a slick way to, to say it without without saying it. We, without saying we ain't gonna know. But your hood yeah. gonna know. Yeah, right. But right now it's like y'all come on and say it. Yeah, I shot that nigga in his head. Watch his body <laughs> roll in his red car. And he's the only nigga that got the only rapper that got shot last don't week. Ever, don't ever be a rapper, okay? Oh, I wasn't. <laughs> That's, yeah, like you want to release the song two weeks after a nigga died. In his <laughs> red car. And it was well known that y'all were beefing. Right. Uh yeah, we're gonna put two and two together. And I think it's yeah. the it's the norm of what they're speaking about, whether they're living it or whether they used to live it or not. It's the norm. Like it's the power of the tongue. Whatever you speak yeah. out into the earth or the world, what do you think is gonna happen and come back to you? Right. Just like they say, watch your talk. Almost like the Kevin Samuel situation. I don't know if we talked about him prior, prior to our sickness and stuff. So we didn't touch on him. Um, we talked about Kevin Samuels the week that he died. We spoke about, we said something about him, I remember. And then he died. 
God works in mysterious ways. He died, he died um, right when I went to Mexico. Right. Yes. Because so, my, yeah. So and we, that's when I found out why, how he died, what right. the mix of the stuff that he was taking was and all of that. Right. So we never really spoke about it, but I had a conversation with a friend that I have deep conversations with. It's a male friend. And um, I had told him before my reserves about Kevin Samuels. Um, it's just the way I didn't like the way he spoke to individuals, whether it was man or woman. I, some things he said was absolutely right, but it's the way you deliver it. Um, mm-hmm. And I told him, I was like, you know, it's the power of the tongue. You can't talk to people crazy and expect to, when you die in death, they speak good things about you. I was right. like, nobody's going to say anything nice about the guy Dylan Roof when he dies from killing people in Charleston. Like, you, what you do in the living is going to follow you in death. Right. So you, you, you can't go around saying things and being a certain way and expect Because it's also it's also the person who has been so great to everybody. Yes. And then you have like a few people come like, Well, he did this and this to me and the people be like, You crazy. He's, right. He's not that type of person. He now he absolutely could have done that and that could have been your experience mm-hmm. with him. Mm-hmm. But it's hard because the masses see this person in a good light, right? right? Where it was different for Kevin. The masses <laughs> saw him. <laughs> the masses did not like his delivery and the things he was saying. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, I mean, I don't believe that those who didn't like it wanted him to die. Right. But nobody was wishing um, death on him. It just got right. got or you know, you died and you, you're expecting everybody to have these nice things to say. It's like, well, you know, two days before he died, he said we was washed up and useless as women. If you're 35 and not married with, kid, with children, you're but you But you died from a Viagra and Red Bull. Your dick didn't work and you telling me I'm I'm worthless as a woman. That That's... I, I'm... Not to speak on death, I'm it's, just it's, saying. It's the truth. And 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 that's why it's like, and even the, and I felt like for me, I felt like with Kevin Samuels, he gave power to men that are ignorant. Because men that like to talk to women yes. crazy and say yeah. wild shit. Men you know, with low self-esteem. They, they low love him. Because it's like, yeah. you need to tell these women, so I've been telling this all the time, and they told me I was a dick. So they or had a- toxic. Alpha men. Yes, yes. They were toxic mm-hmm. men, so they loved him for the way that he spoke to women specifically. Mm-hmm. They applauded him for the way he said things because mm-hmm. they they like to talk that way with women. They like to control that dominance. And mm-hmm. it's like that is a not that's not a healthy thing. And so when wow. we didn't say, Oh man, you know, it sucks that he passed away. If you died and you talk to me that crazy, I'm not going to that funeral. I'm not saying rest in peace. You see, we didn't see anything about a funeral. It had to be private. It had to be private. And, and, and it was, I think what, what got me to was like listening. I listened to the 911 call mm-hmm. and the girl, the woman who was there trying to resuscitate him and everything. When she kept saying, um, think of your mother think of your daughter, stay with us, think of them, you know? And I was like, wow, in your death, mm-hmm. first of all, completely humanized him, right? Mm-hmm. 
in a way, because you're just thinking of him in this negative way. Right. But then you think like, wow, he's a father. Wow, he is somebody's mm-hmm. son, right? Completely humanized him in, in that moment. And the last thing somebody is telling you is to think of your mother, think of your daughter, as you have demeaned women this whole time and to keep you alive, she's telling you- the black women that you have- Exactly, exactly, exactly. And and, and that's- And it was just like, oh shit. You know, she didn't say anything else. That's all she kept saying to him. And I was just like, wow. You have to live for. You have something to live for. And, And part of me, I mean, if he had- live through it mm-hmm. would it have changed him and made him a different person no <laughs> we don't know because what i think what would have happened is that you would have seen all these women saying you know oh you're preaching us about we, we're doing this we're old washed up but you almost died off of viagra and all this red bull right that's what mm-hmm. would have been said if he would survive it and he would have went back into attack mode because he feels as yeah if he's yeah. an alpha male so now yeah. i'm gonna make y'all pay for the things yeah. that you said. So I, I, me personally, you know, it could have went differently, but I think if he would have survived that, that he wouldn't have changed. Yeah, I, I, I don't think so. Because that was his bread and butter. The alpha male was his crowd. Yeah, I'm not about to change my demographic. Who listens to me is, and then at the same time, who listens to me is the insecure woman who doesn't believe in herself and is sitting here and letting this man Let talk him crazy. Pub- publicly. Yeah. And trying to figure out why can't I find a man or why doesn't a man love me or why, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, but why are you asking this man for validation? What are you looking at him for validation for? And that for? was a question for me. Like, I'm like, you saw what happened to the lady before you, the day before you, the month before you. Why the no, fuck did you call I've it? Never, like, I've never watched his lives. I'm like, <laughs> I no, have. No. And, but I have because I'm just like, let me. Let, I, I like to see how he sets them up, and he does it the same. He makes them every fucking time, and I'm sitting here like, and it's like it's like a cakewalk because I'm I'm I'm, I'm watching him set it, this questionnaire. He's he's talking calm to him. He's mm-hmm. making him feel like I'm gonna really give you some advice, some help, but I'm gonna have mm-hmm. you say what I want to say, and I'm just gonna expand on what you say because I know you're insecure, and exactly. you're looking for a stroke ego. The one that exactly. I remember specifically was the one where he asked the lady to rate herself from one mm-hmm. to ten, and you can't be a six or a seven. So you eat. So when you go to eight, you're pretty much saying you pretty. If you a five, you pretty much saying you know I got my flaws. Mm-hmm. And then it's it's like if you think you're pretty, now he's gonna ask you why, so he can break that down. If you say you're ugly, then he's gonna ask you to break. It, it was a setup to begin with. I need all my numbers on the 10 scale. <laughs> all my fucking numbers. So you don't get to take away the numbers from me. Right. Um, so I just I just wasn't a fan of his approach. Some things he said, he was absolutely right. Like when he would say about women wanting a guy that makes six figures and they're making 40. I, I, I get the rationale. I understand that. But it's the approach. It's, the respect it's for the black woman. Because right. you see so many, and I think one thing that he was not being logical about is that he was not bringing into account the social media era, like we've been talking about. You see all these men, whether they're scammers, drug dealers, um, professional players, rappers, whatever they are that make this money. They are showering these women that either doesn't work 
on government assistance or they make 30,000 a year. Yeah. So you feel like, yeah, I'm making 40,000. I want to make more. I'm still working towards it, but I can definitely get that guy that makes six figures. I can get him to take me on these trips. It's, it's very, it's highly attainable because they want someone that's less than them. Mm-hmm. But he wasn't taking into account that aspect of things. And he just took into account of the tearing down of the woman and what she's seen and what's becoming the norm for her. I wonder who hurt him. Probably his ex-wife. Shit. She found out that dick didn't work. God rest his soul. God rest his soul. <laughs> Did you turn the sign of the Oh my god, <laughs> So, you know, okay, yeah, that you know that that's my little piece on it, and you know, I, I've had a discussion about him so many times with so many people, and they, well, men, and they. I'm kind of happy I was, happy I was in Mexico when it happened because I didn't have to have a discussion. The Mexicans don't know nothing about no seven chemistry, and they don't give a shit at all. They don't give a goddamn. <laughs> you know, I didn't, I didn't debate. When I got back, it had already like. We were on to something else in America. Who would entertain that shit? Like, and it's only at that conversation with guys that call me because they they'll call me for deep conversation and get my perspective on things. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are the only ones I had discussion with. Social media, I'm absolutely not debating anybody because no, I'm not going to argue with you over social media. You're not going to make me go to Facebook jail because I'm already on probation. I've been on probation for about four or five months since oh February. My- um, my account is still yellow on warning, so I absolutely can't argue with you. <laughs> you get a warning every time you go. <laughs> yeah, and the next, like, it, my next infraction, I'm 30 days in Facebook jail. So, Golly. so yeah. I ain't coming to visit you, so you better not go to jail. I'm. This is gonna be I'm not coming to visit I'm, you in Facebook jail. I'm just. I don't know what the fuck I'm gonna do. <laughs> I'm liable to make a whole nother second account. They're going to know it's you. It's coming from the same IP address. And you know, I've started, like, whenever I get in, like, some type of trouble before I appeal my, um, whatever they put me in Facebook jail for, I change my profile picture to somebody white. (laughs) Hopefully they don't know it's me. (laughs) You are stupid. So you're putting a white person's picture so that they, do you think that's going to help your sentencing? Because that couldn't have possibly been me. I'm white. <laughs> we don't talk like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done with you. Um, where can they find us? Yeah. I, I, I'm, I can't. I can't. Yeah, guys. So if you are listening, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud. Um, if you'd like to email us any topics or anything, we are open to having guests on the podcast now that you can see us. Um, you can email us at balancethewater at yahoo.com or balancethewater at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram at balancethewater and both of our personal pages are down below. Anything you want to tell the people? No, just be good to yourself. Please be good. Don't catch COVID. Stay out of the way. Um, and take your test if you have an at-home test. Use it. All right, guys. Oh, sorry. You said to the people, not you. Got it. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll talk. I'll do better next week. We'll talk to y'all next week. Okay. We're just going to end <laughs> on that. Bye, everybody. <laughs>